Amen. Amen. Well, my name is Julie Alsop. I'm one of the pastors here at Faith, and it is good to be with you this morning. We have just been so blessed with the choir and the bells this morning, haven't we? Uh, just amazing morning of worship. Uh, we are continuing in our sermon series, The Light is Coming. And I, I love the, uh, the monologue that Leo shared about uh, the wise man. You see, the, the wise ones were looking for a sign, listening and paying attention for what would happen next, keeping an eye out for some type of light, a special light, a light that would cast out all darkness. Hear these words from Matthew 2, verses 1 through 2, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. During the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star had been where it rose. Uh, it went ahead of them until it stopped right over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed, and they worshipped him. See, it wasn't enough just to follow that star. They had to see Jesus, and not only see him, but worship him. It was the beginning of all beginnings. In Jesus' ministry, he often uh, taught, sometimes uh, to large crowds, but oftentimes uh, to his disciples in smaller settings. His teaching lives on in uh, all generations of disciples. Us today, his teaching continues on with all of us. And this morning, we're going to explore a bit of uh, Luke as he shares Jesus' teaching on Revelation light. Uh, before we get to that, I want to uh, share a story with you. It's about buffalo. We don't really have those too much here in Ohio, do we? But uh, some of you uh, may have had uh, some experiences with buffalo. There was a man who was uh, driving through a mining region one Sunday when he noticed a large number of mules in an open field. And when he uh, inquired about this unusual sight, he was told that the work animals had to be brought up from the dark passages below to preserve their eyesight. Unless they were regularly exposed to sunlight, they would eventually go blind. You see, the Christian needs similar experiences to keep him or her from losing their spiritual vision. Here are these words from Luke 11. It's from the Passion Translation. I invite you to, to join me if you'd like uh, in, your, in your pew Bibles. Again, it's Luke 33 through 36. No one would think of lighting a lamp and then hiding it in the basement where no one would benefit. A lamp belongs on a lampstand where all who enter may see its light. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. When your heart is open, the light, it floods in. And when your heart is hard and closed, the dark cannot penetrate the darkness. And it takes its place. Open your heart and consider my words. Watch out that you do not mistake your opinions for revelation light. If your spirit burns with light, fully illuminated with no trace of darkness, you will be a shining lamp, reflecting the rays of truth by the way you live. You see, that the purpose of a lit lamp is so that others may see. 
The eyes are only good when there uh, is light. And for many of us, uh, the only time we exper experience uh, physical darkness is at night. And some of you uh, may be like me. Sometimes I move in and out of a room, right, trying not to, to wake my husband. Uh, and I try to be quiet. And, and sometimes I'm trying to find the bedroom uh, door, right, to get out into the hallway, not to run into the wall. Anybody ever run into the wall, right, trying to get out of the bedroom? Um, and then uh, you, you think, right, I'm going to find my way to the bathroom. I don't want to turn on the light, just, you know, got to do that. Uh, only to be woken up to realize that no one has put the seat down. And, you know, I did just say that in church. That'll wake you up. And, and, and I've discovered the flashlight on my phone. It's a great thing, right? Sheds just enough light to where you want to go. You see, Jesus, he's teaching his disciples about this spiritual revelation light that penetrates our being. Now understand his teaching, it was this new idea, this new way to connect to God some 2,000 years ago. And Jesus is saying, be open to God, open your hearts and consider my words. Notice he, he doesn't beat him over the head with it, he says, consider my words. He offers them an invitation. And I think one of the biggest things that uh, we wrestle with as followers of Jesus is discerning uh, what is from God or what is something that's just from us, right? Is it our will? Is this God's will? And we wrestle with what that looks like. Jesus says, watch out that you don't mistake your opinions for revelation light. So oftentimes my prayer is, God, is, is this you? Is this the direction uh, or the will that you have for me? And I, I've gotten into this fabulous discipline of reading uh, the Bible every day, and I journal what I write. And sometimes uh, it's a word that I feel that God is giving to me uh, through the scriptures that I'm reading. And I believe that God speaks to us first and foremost through his scriptures, but also um, through, uh, through prayer time, uh, sometimes through songs, through these beautiful hymns that, that we sing. Uh, on Sunday morning, sometimes through others. If someone shares a prophetic word or word of knowledge with us, it all comes together. Uh, and I pray for God's revelation light, for God to reveal himself to me. And here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. The light illuminates and reveals what can't be seen. I'll sometimes uh, get a call from a local funeral home to officiate uh, a sermon for someone or a service for someone that um, uh, doesn't have a, a church uh, relationship. And uh, this uh, was a, the case a couple of months ago when there was a family that had lost an elderly uh, uh, mother and uh, there were four children uh, that were left and they were um, older children uh, and, and two of them had suffered uh, from uh, different mental illness challenges. And so I was honored to be able to, um, to honor uh, her memory by officiating that service. And, and there had been some fractured relationship within the family. And, uh, you know, anytime that I officiate a service, you know, you want to share the good news of Jesus, right? Our hope is in Christ. And uh, there was also a time of, of sharing uh, after I was done with my message. And uh, one of her uh, sons got up and shared and some other family members. And again, it was just uh, just a a good time of sharing. Um, but I discovered after the service, before we were headed to the cemetery, uh, one of the, the family members came up to me and told me that he basically did not uh, believe anything that I had said uh, in that message. He was not a believer. And it was interesting as I was talking to him, um, I, I was thinking back to the service as I was sitting, and it's kind of like this. Uh, you've got uh, the, the folks that are there for the service in front of you, and then you're speaking, and I was sitting, and I had this 
uh, uncanny awareness of light in that room. I noticed that all the overhead lights were on, the can lights were on, every lamp was on in that room. And I pray, God, I just feel like uh, I need to pray for the darkness because you're trying to penetrate it with your light. And so anyway, I had a conversation with this gentleman about how he didn't believe what I said. But yet he says to me, but I believe in the light. I believe in the light, and I believe that we're drawn to the light. And friends, that light, that light is Jesus. That light is Jesus. One of the things that I love about Christmas Eve, and you may love this too, is candlelight. Ever since I was a child, uh, I so look forward to that, where we lift up our candles. And uh, I, I just can't help but think that that's going to be a glimpse of what heaven's going to look like as we gather and we bear witness to the light. And the light is coming as uh, we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus very soon in a couple weeks. You see, the eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. And when your heart is open, the light floods in. I believe that, that we need to be good stewards of our eyes. What we see affects our souls. It allows the darkness in, and the darkness is formed by lies and opinions that blind us. See, when we go to the, the eye doctor, uh, sometimes we'll get our eyes dilated, right? I, I think I'm speaking to some folks that knows what, knows what that means to have their uh, eyes dilated. And um, so I always kind of chuckle at myself, right? Because what, what do we do? They, they put the drops on our eyes, and then they send us out to the waiting room. And we've got all these lovely magazines around us. And I think they like to just watch us try to read those magazines, right? There's no way that that's going to happen. No way that that's going to happen. Uh, dilation, it, it lets more light in, right? There's a purpose of that. You see, good eyes are clear and healthy and they focus properly, but bad eyes, they've got this visual defect, blurred vision, and short-sightedness. A clear eye becomes a lamp permitting the light to shine within us. The light is the spirit of God, and, and it's this spiritual perception. I just love that. Uh, those two words, spiritual perception. Here are these words from 1 Corinthians. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things of God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. The, the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. You see, in our human condition, we want to control the amount of light that we let in and also the amount of light that we reflect. Jesus is stating that he is different, and thus, as his followers, we are distinct and different. The Bible seems to give us our identity before our behavior. You are, right? You are the light of the world. I love this quote from Plato. He says, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark, but the real tragedy of life is when men and women are afraid of the light. For photographers, uh, the camera lens is all about letting uh, light in in a controlled way. The shutter speed and diameter of the shutter opens too. It's, it's lighting uh, of the space, it's all about light, and I'm in control, right? I'm in control in our spiritual lives. It's all about light and that I'm in control. Jesus says, you are my image, my photo, my exposure of me to the world. So what areas of your life are you experiencing a dimness that's hindering God's light shining in your heart? Maybe it could be an attitude that you're having right now, sin, selfishness, anger. What areas of your life are you experiencing dimness that is hindering God's shining light in your heart? 
Or perhaps maybe your, your lens cap is on, right? Ever try to take that picture? Oh yeah, I forgot to take the lens cap off. Maybe your lens is dirty. Can you identify with what's hindering you from letting more light into your life? Do you find yourself in places where the light level is too dim, right? I don't know about you, but coming uh, to worship on Sunday morning, it just absolutely is a, a refilling of light into my soul. Here are these words from uh, Matthew. He says, you are the light of the world, a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. A light bulb that uh, has power running to it doesn't try to shine, right? That light bulb doesn't try to shine. It just shines by no effort. Light is described as a form of energy, and it's always moving. But when energy ceases, it fails to move, and it's absorbed by matter. No longer light. And as the light of the world, we should always be moving as well. Here are these passages from John. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. So, so what is the function of the lamp? If we go back to this lamp, this lamp that's, that's on a stand, right, not to be hidden uh, underneath, what is the function of that lamp? You see, it's so that others might see the light, so that others might see the light. It's not our light, but Jesus' light to shine. Don't hide under a bowl, under the lampstand. Reveal who you are. Reflect who you see and whose you are. You see, back in the ancient days, in the order for a biblical lamp to give light, right, if we think of the light in that context, they, the lamp had to use itself up, right, because it was filled with oil, so it had to use itself up. It had to be refreshed often with more oil. And for us, that's a, a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. You can't give unless you've received. Position yourself to reveal and reflect Jesus in you. And have this awareness of the light around. In this season of light, let the light, of, light and love of Jesus be reflected and seen in us. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. So how's your light? Bright, dim? Maybe for some of us, the flame might be out. And we always need a refill, right? That, that ancient lamp, it always needed a refill. And, and we always need a refill. It's just knowing when. It's knowing when. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He who carries a lantern on a dark road at night sees only one step ahead. And when he takes that step, the lamp moves forward, and another step is made plain. And it finally reaches his destination safely, without once walking in the darkness, all the way lighted, but only one single step at a time. This is God's method of guidance. Won't you join me for a time of prayer? Father, we come before you, and we thank you that you are the light of our lives. And God, we just confess to you that sometimes the light in us is not always burning as bright as it should be. We have seasons of our life where that flame goes down a little bit more. 
And God, I pray for this uh, refilling of the oil of your Holy Spirit. And God, what, what a joy to know that we don't do this alone, that we don't have to refill our own lamps. We try to, but God, it doesn't work. We need you. So we pray for a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit into our lives. And, and we pray for, for, for clear vision, for this spiritual perception, a dilation of our souls to let more light in, to reflect your glory. God, we pray for discernment of our own uh, opinions and our own will versus your revelation light. Father, we are in a season of light. We are surrounded by beautiful lights. And God, I just pray that we don't miss your son Jesus in the midst of it all. Again, I pray for a fresh filling of your spirit this holiday season, this Christmas season, this season of of Advent, 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 Lord, as we just prepare for the coming of your Son. God, we thank you for meeting us here today. Allow us to be your vessel, to be your beacon of light. We pray these things in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.